0: Hey, all you cool cats and commies, I'm Caleb. I'm Zach. And this is In The Mood.
1: Your working class podcast.
0: All right, all right, all right. We are back after a short hiatus, and we are back and ready to go. How are you feeling, Zach?
1: Ready to drive fast and eat ass.
0: That's what I was waiting to hear. I I can't get the episode started until I hear that, you know?
1: Yeah, but this episode's a little bit more somber, so...
0: I do... Can I get my story out of the way first? Or do we want to end on a happy note?
1: I think you ought to end on a...
0: Okay. So let's... let We're going to jump into it. We're going to talk... The title of this, it's been a hell of... Well, first off, it's just been a hell of a week this last week. And, you know, we're just going to talk about, you know, how many more people, how many more people are going to die at the hands of the police? How many more uh, men of color are going to die at the hands of the police? So, you know, after talking with my students this week, we had a really heart-to-heart discussion, and I mean, I'm having to hear this from 14- and 15-year-olds, and that's what really stuck out to me, you know? it, It really, really stuck out. They said shock, outrage, and fatigue. Those were some of the, just a few of the emotions that they have shared over this last few weeks, and honestly for centuries by african americans over the murder of unarmed people of color and just i want to also preface this what we're going to talk about you know we're also still in the middle of a trial over george george floyd's murder so i'm not trying to
1: under underhook you on this but i didn't uh chavin it Chauvin. Is it Chavin or Chauvin?
0: Chauvin? Chauvin. Chauvin. Chauvin.
1: Yes. Didn't he invoke his Second Amendment right? Fifth, so Fifth Amendment. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're shit. saying right you're guns, aren't you? I know. <laughs> but uh, didn't he, inv- like you said, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right to not say anything towards trial? So they're pretty much going to charge him with the. Are, are they going to charge him with just the amount, the counts of manslaughter and all that stuff? Or well,
0: what? he's been charged with second degree murder, third degree murder, and manslaughter. So by him invoking his Fifth Amendment right to not testify, the only question that arises is why do you not want to talk? Because he knows what he did was he's guilty. He knows he's guilty.
1: Right. So I mean, so he's trying to
0: save his ass to get the least amount possible.
1: Yeah. I'm, but I'm not taking up for the guy. But if your back was against the wall like that, wouldn't you just try and just take the lesser punishment? You know, like it, like if you know you're fucked, like wouldn't you just like you said? I'm not taking up for him, but would you just just rather just have it then instead of speaking and then I mean, making it even worse than what yeah, it already is. Yeah, cuz he
0: knows that he's yeah, he knows he's got it. Like he knows that he's but once again, the criminal justice has shown us time and time again that it doesn't always land where it should, you know? So that's what's going to be interesting and we are they're doing the closing arguments tomorrow and we should have a guilty or not guilty verdict by the end of the week. So most likely by the next time you hear a new episode, we will have had a verdict. Verdict, so, one way or another. Or
1: we're, like, we're, I want to take a little pit stop on the trial. So regarding the trial, mm-hmm. who was it that said that the murder was not caused by strangulation or or something like that? Wasn't the 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 chief examiner or some some person that it dealt- was
0: somebody that the defense brought in?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: So the prosecution went first, and they
1: brought in. The EMT that was
0: there that said he was... Yeah, they brought in the chief medical examiner that ruled it a homicide due to asphyxiation. They brought in another medical examiner. They brought in the head of the Hennepin County Sheriff's Department who said what he did was murder.
1: And he says, we don't
0: practice that. Yeah, that's not our practice, which, okay. Then there's no way that he rightfully should be found anything but guilty. It has been proved beyond a reasonable doubt that that man is guilty. You literally have billions of people who watched his murder take place. You have um, one of the top police training specialists in the nation come in and say that what he did was considered murder you have one of the medical examiners saying that the life left George Floyd's body at his exact time and that Derek Chauvin kept his knee on his neck for three and a half minutes after that, that he never provided, uh, tried to check for a pulse. Even when an EMT came over, like you mentioned, and tried to check for a pulse, he said, I will mace you if you don't go away. That man is guilty 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 just to yeah and when it all boils down to it to what degree you know what i mean yeah and do i think that he went out that morning planning to murder someone no but he's not being charged for first degree murder second degree murder he knew that what he was doing could result in killing someone by having multiple people come over to him to try to stop him so and what i'm saying is also you're trained for that job if you can't handle yourself, you don't need to be on the job. He's guilty. Now, whether the criminal justice system will actually side with justice or not is a different question. But we shall see. And there'll be plenty of discussion for most your likely episode. our next episode. Yeah. So just to continue on, but that was a great pit stop. I like your pit stop. A well it's like pulling into a loves. Not pulling into a, you know, a rinky dink gas station. But anyway. Uh, the main question that we're going to talk about that's still being asked across the country today is why the hell does this keep happening? Why does it keep happening? So it says cops
1: are pretty much caught in the middle of dangerous situations that require split second decisions. But why do traffic stops too often become deadly when black men or people of color are involved in it? And... Pretty much, they're. Pro- why is it that also they're pulled over disproportionately and just for whether it be stupid offenses like an air freshener hanging on your mirror? Yeah,
0: uh, uh, literally an air freshener. We'll get to that.
1: But like, even compared just to your to your average everyday white white people, you know. But these questions are just some of the few I- few issues we're gonna tackle in this episode.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So let's start with Dante Wright. What exactly happened and why was he pulled over?
0: Okay. So just to lay it out, Dante Wright, a 20-year-old, just recently turned 20, was pulled over with his girlfriend for an expired tag. So he had to... He literally, the minute he was being pulled over, he called his mom. And he told her, he's like, I'm being pulled over. I'm terrified. First off, we should... no one should ever feel, feel terrified for their lives just by being pulled over by the police. I want to preface that. So right there, you know that there's an issue. So he was pulled over for an expired tag, and when the police came up, they said, oh, you also broke a law by having, we saw that you have an um, air freshener hanging from your window, which Minnesota and 13 other states, it's illegal to have anything obstructing your view, which is a BS law that's just used as an excuse to pull people over. That's one of these laws that we see that are used as an excuse to pull people over. They have no other reason to pull them over other than, Oh, well, you had a uh, broken, have you ever heard, you know, you got a broken tail light wink wink. So we're pulling you over. That gives them false pretenses to pull people over this case. It was an air freshener. So they went, they got his identification. They went to run his tags, and saw that he had a warrant. So if you're just like watching the news, and you and I had this discussion earlier, Zach, if you see on the news that somebody was pulled over and they had a warrant out for their arrest, what do you automatically think?
1: He had it coming.
0: He had it coming, he is guilty, he did something wrong. He must have done something wrong, right? Yeah, bottom line. Yeah, that's called gaslighting. Because when you actually, that's skewing the narrative. It's skewing the narrative because when you actually research into it and look into it, you see, which I did, I went to the Minnesota public records. He had a notice for a failure to appear in court. So what I note, what you read is that the court mailed his notice to appear in court to the wrong address. So he never received it. So when the day came for him to go to court, he wasn't at court, obviously, because he didn't know. So then a warrant was issued for his arrest because he didn't show up at court. So because of a clerk error on the behalf of the police department, the court system, that 20 year old man is killed. Young man is killed. So when they went to try and arrest him, he freaked out. He got scared and he tried to run, understandably so. Just because you run doesn't mean you deserve to die. Just because you're arrested doesn't mean you deserve to die. You deserve your day in court. So what do you say to the people that say, oh, well, if he would have complied, then his life would have been saved? Okay, we're, th- our next example that we're going to talk about, Lieutenant Nazario, is going to be an example of how failure to comply is complete BS. Okay? Which I'm not... I'm just... Uh, thank you. That's a good little lead into the next one. But he. it doesn't matter. You don't get to... A cop doesn't decide, get to decide to kill someone whether they comply or not. They are in control. There's four of them compared to one person. So the whole, oh, he didn't comply. There's four cops, one kid. So the arresting officer, she said that she tried to, she yelled taser, 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 like she's going to tase him. And she said she accidentally grabbed her pistol and shot him instead of the taser. I'm not a very smart man. I don't claim to be a very smart man. But she's been on the police force longer than he was alive. She's been on the police force for 26 years and she didn't know which side her pistol was on. And even then, like she went to grab her pistol and it's on her dominant side, which was her right hand. So you're right, if you're right handed, your pistol's on your right side. So, you know that you have to unclick it out of the holster, pull it, press the safety, and aim and fire. Probably cock it too. Yeah. And she shot him directly in the chest. All of that as an accident. All that as an accident. And even if it was, I'm not, I'm not, I can't be the person to decide if it was or not. But is that not negligence? You should know where the hell, which side your uh, pistol and which side your taser's on. There's a weight difference. They look different. They feel different. One's yellow. One's yellow. One's black. A taser is not sitting in the holster like a pistol. It's facing backwards, technically. Whereas a pistol is just right on your hip, you know? So you have to pull out a taser even differently. All of these things. I'm not saying that she planned on murdering him, but she killed him and deserves to face the consequences. So all of this over a literal air freshener and mistaken uh warrant. So
1: right, I I agree with the fact that all this over some petty bullshit mm-hmm. getting pulled over and stuff, but just like you say for a person who does not who panicked and did not want to comply, they just up and just ran or or I don't like say I don't know the full full story but
0: mm-hmm.
1: for someone who who what would you how would your response be to someone that just decided just to completely just take their life in their own hands you know like when if you didn't you say he called his mom and said that he was terrified that he was getting pulled over right mm-hmm. and why was it his first instinct to run instead of obey what they had to
0: say well look at what has happened in the, this is in the same county where George Floyd was killed by them. Right, yeah. The same police Minnesota, department. Minnesota, yeah. So, I mean, look at that. And um, Dante Wright, his girlfriend, or George Floyd's girlfriend, was his teacher in high school. So there's that connection right there. And you got to think, the trauma of knowing that anytime you get pulled over, it could be your last moment of life. That is terrifying for a 20-year-old. I didn't make the best decisions when I'm 20, when I was 20. So it's not on us to judge whether he is guilty or not guilty by whether he runs or not, you know? We can't place that judgment because we can't fault them for making a decision like that. A you rash know? decision. Yeah, we can't fault them for that. And just because you run doesn't mean you deserve to die.
1: No, you I, know? Yeah. Oh,
0: no I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying for all those people out there right. that say... It's
1: not. it's not like she shot him in the back or anything, you know. Which, but,
0: Rayshard Brooks was shot in the back by the Atlanta police last year for running. you sh- Which is illegal to do as a cop. So, it, is it sad that I'm able to give you a person's example for I, each I, time? You know, I
1: understand a person's example, yes. Like, that's just sad, you know? So, moving on. So, pretty much, she's charged for
0: manslaughter... There yeah, uh manslaughter, which faces up to ten years in prison. Um it's just yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that she was actually that she arrested. was caught
1: and, and the charges appeared. Well, was it same day pretty much charges or yeah. what?
0: Uh the one thing I don't agree with is she was able to resign instead of being fired, which means her pension is saved. I think that's wrong. Over, yeah, it cost they, a person they, his life. Yes, yeah, very you cost much so. a person his life. So you're gonna be able to have a pension if you you're found not guilty. Do you deserve to have a pension for killing someone?
1: What about all the like? What about all the other people throughout the course of police history that has killed people and still has their pension? You it's know not, right. <laughs> it's well, not right. It's not right. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But like, come on, like, it's 26 she, years of. It's not like it's not like everything.
0: She was also charged with uh, covering up a a murder of an autistic man back in 2019. She was the person in charge of the police union. And when the cop that killed that autistic man, uh, when she showed up on the scene, she told everyone to turn off their body cams, which is a big doggy no-no. So, I mean, I'm just saying, if, for instance, if you do something and you're fired, you lose your pension. You don't get to keep your pension. So why should she? You know? What makes them so much more special than you or I?
1: Because the jobs and and the events and different situations they have to endure, which is ten times worse than But they what, killed someone. Our, I no, I'm just saying like I think police do deserve a pension. And well yeah, I, I'm
0: not saying they don't deserve a pension. Yeah. I'm saying that even if she's found guilty she still gets to keep her pension. If she goes to prison, when she gets out of prison, she gets to keep her pension. I don't think that's right.
1: So you're pretty much, for one mistake, you're going to go, boom. Just wipe away all the 26 years of hard work and dedication to the community that she's served.
0: You killed someone. Okay. But
1: by, I understand, I think, yes. Okay, I acknowledge but that then by, by also,
0: accident. Yeah, but then also, taxpayer dollars are going to pay for her lawyer whereas if it was you or me we would have to spend our whole savings on bond on lawyers and lose everything we have i just don't think that's right that's just my personal opinion right but you know that's just my opinion i could be wrong um and i would love to hear from people if they think they'd want to share their insight into it uh like what like uh one episode you and I were talking about guns last. This is my shout-out to people, you know? And you and I have gone back and forth on guns all the time, right? Right. And I had a huge moment, you know, where I had to be called to ta- take the task by you and other people, and I did my research, and I was able to see that I was wrong on something, you know? So I'm never I'm never on here to say I'm right and everybody else is wrong. I mean, I mean, I think I'm right a lot, but, you know... If I'm ever wrong and somebody can prove that I'm wrong, I'm always willing to be open to that. That's the whole point of this whole podcast, you know. We started this as a way to have a good discussion and hopefully help open, levitate some perspectives while we're at it, you know. Right. So anyway, I had to go on that tangent, but go ahead.
1: So what? Well, let's let let's talk about our our next shooting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: police-involved shooting. What exactly happened to Adam Toledo?
0: And this one is just especially disgusting. And just. And this one is not. It's it's, it's disgusting
1: on the person that influenced this kid, also. The, well, the
0: whole system failed Adam Toledo. Not just one instance, but the entire system, his whole life failed Adam Toledo. Keep in mind, he's 13 years old. He's in seventh grade. He is literally in seventh grade. And so he was shot and killed by the Chicago police. He, uh, from what this the story came out, originally the story was he pulled a gun on the cops. The cops later retracted that because it was clear through body cam that he did not pull a gun on them. So Adam Toledo was with a 21-year-old, and he the 21 year old fired off a few shots, which in Chicago and many major cities, they have this uh, kind of detection system where if you shoot it, uh, alerts the police department and they travel to wherever the sound came from. So the police come to this section of town, which is, we'll get to that. And, uh, the 21 year old gave Adam Toledo the gun because 13-year-olds won't get in as much trouble as a 21-year-old for illegally possessing a firearm. So, Adam Toledo ran because he's 13. And you see a bunch of cops coming up. What are you going to do when you're 13? You're going to run. So, he ran away, which doesn't make him guilty, which doesn't make him deserve to die. And he stopped, and he put his hands up, and the cop used a strobe light in his face. When you get a strobe light in your face, what happens? It's hard to see. It's hard to see. You get disoriented. And the cop said that he feared for his life, and he shot him, and killed him. And so, the cops originally said that he pulled a gun. It was later discovered that he had the gun inside of his pocket, and the body cam on the cop showed that he pulled it out of his pocket when he was performing CPR. So, they call it a tragedy, but it's it's the whole system. Yeah, it's the, the whole system. Si- yeah, it's the whole system. The whole
1: system. But then we also need to put some uh, punishment on the twenty-one year old that decided to give him the gun.
0: A hundred percent. Um, I think that he should face punishment for that as well.
1: Serious charges, because if he if when it all boils down to it, if he wouldn't have gave him that gun, then he wouldn't have been in, been, been put in that situation. He was, I agree. He was scared to own up to his own decision.
0: Right. Um, so, you know, those are the events of what happened with Adam Toledo. And I agree. It all goes back to the big system failing him.
1: So why are people using the question of where was his parents? Why was he hanging out with a
0: 21-year-old? Or what was he doing in that part of town, quote-unquote? You know, these are a ton of questions that are being asked. But you know how um, you talk about Joe Rogan and you talk about whataboutisms? isms Yeah, you're deflecting. Yeah, they're deflection questions. These questions, they don't matter because they wouldn't be used in other situations. For instance, if it was a girl, if Adam Toledo was a girl, would they be asking, well, why was she hanging out with a 21-year-old? Why was she dressed that way? Because the same thing was asked about Adam Toledo. They said that he looked like a thug. He was dressed like a thug. But would they ask that about a girl? What was she wearing? Would that be right? They shouldn't, it shouldn't be asked either way, is what I'm saying. So, you know, these are only used to destroy the character of a 13 year old kid, just like those same questions are used to destroy the character of a girl if she accuses someone of rape. You see what I'm saying? Those are the same questions that are used to just destroy their character. And it's nothing more than just a way to defend a system that we all know failed this kid from the start of his life. And they know exactly what they mean when they say well he's from quote quote air quotes that part of town they're saying that he a crime poverty filled stricken place so he that makes him according to them that makes him deserve to die or his death not matter and he was written off because of the systemic neglect that stemmed from where what part of town he was born in and they just want to write off an entire town like you mentioned because strictly because of what part of town he is, instead of I don't know, maybe fighting the root issue, which is poverty. Instead of saying, "Well, why was he in that situation to begin with? Why have we failed him as a system?" They're putting the blame on him.
1: But let me ask you this, though: I'm not trying to throw you a curveball or anything, but like, why is it that when when is it that you can place the blame on on someone for not for being held accountable for your actions. Okay. And let me yeah. ask you this.
0: If you if you do something wrong, you should be held accountable. I 100% agree. But Adam Toledo's it's not his fault that he's dead.
1: Right. I yeah, I agree with that, but like at some point
0: do you agree that that accountability has to occur? I agree 100%. People must be held accountable for their actions, but that has nothing and I'm not pointing this at you. I'm just saying that has no bearing with this current situation. You know what I mean? That's a whole different discussion for another instance, but not for this specific Yeah, I understand for
1: that said specific instance.
0: People should be held accountable for their actions, but also you have to take into account, if we're thinking of equity and trying to build an equitable society, there's two different criminal justice systems in this country. For working class people like you and me, and that goes beyond race. That goes working class versus elite. There are two different criminal justice and you know, systems. And I'm fixing to make you
1: make a point. You You're welcome. Very, you, you like that? You know, you I'm like fixing to make you a good point on that. That, that, that. That's a really good avenue to go on. So <laughs> you remember the uh, – you, you, yeah, yeah, you remember that – yeah, you remember that – You know, judging how you just said elites, right? You remember not too long ago that – remember that girl – was it an actress who was trying to get her daughter into usc right mm-hmm. or something to do mm-hmm. with trying to get her into college yeah. and she only served a month and a half in prison
0: yeah and up that it was not even a real prison yeah
1: it was like a like it was a spa yeah. essentially. Was, so like i completely when you said that that made me realize like you know the
0: system failed them exactly keep going i'm sorry yeah because like I, I, it made me happy that you got it yeah so. I,
1: yeah but like as an example for people who don't know, who do you know exactly who that lady was? Felicity Hoffman. Yeah. The fact that she bribed US alum USC uh, Administration, administration. Ad- Ad- Admissions Department. Yeah. To let her daughter into college. And she gave them pretty much a blank check and says, whatever do whatever you want with it. And then this person who is poor and has no account and and pretty much ha- cannot contribute to society. Su- society as much as she has
0: you know exactly and he is fucked by the system just excuse me but he was and she's able to get off with less than a slap on the wrist
1: with 90 days and and, a,
0: and she gets to go on being rich and her daughter still still got to go to college Adam Toledo's 13 in debt
1: yeah so I think that was that's a good that I think people need mm-hmm. to realize that comparison
0: here exactly the system failed him the system And instead of talking about what you and I just talked about, like why is some elite actress or Bernie Madoff, you remember him? The biggest Ponzi scheme ever in history, hundreds of billions of dollars he stole from working class people's pensions. He went to prison, but he was also able to uh, go to a minimum security prison. And he he, he was able to get that off the backs of people, of working class people. But yet Adam Toledo... Is 13 had the unfortunate luck of being born into a poverty-stricken neighborhood, and he's shot and killed.
1: Now yeah, the, the cards he was dealt was yeah. not nowhere near.
0: And so the system 100% has failed him. I'm glad that you—that's that's what I want people to see. That's what we want people to see, is the system is time and time again failing the working class, and disproportionately part of that working class is failing people of color. But just because we say that it's failing people of color doesn't mean that it's not failing white people. It's affecting all of us, but it's disproportionately affecting a person of color on top of that. So great, great connection. I'm glad you like that.
1: So let's go on with –
0: so let's start off
1: with Karan Nazario. So – what exactly this is is a man that is supposed to be well respected and admired because he's an active duty serviceman that America is really, really supposed to just take Project heart the to. Troop, try. Yeah, supposed to protect your troops, even though, like, like you said, that's in a whole other can of worms it's about the <laughs> VA system in itself. But you know, I think you need to explain exactly the events that led up to him, a active duty serviceman, getting absolutely just dehumanized
0: dehumanized I love that usage perfect he was so like you mentioned he was in his military fatigues he was in a brand new car that he had just bought so he was driving home and the cops pulled him over for saying that he was um he had too dark of a tent of a window so and then they said oh well you don't have a tag on your car It's new. The proper tag, right. But, and then they said that he was eluding police. He was running away from the police. So, once again, if you are watching the news and you see, ooh, he didn't have a tag on his car. And, ooh, he was running away from the police. If that's all that's told to you on a headline, are you going to automatically think that he's innocent or automatically think that he's guilty? Something, yeah.
1: The the B.
0: Yeah, that he's guilty. So... When you do a little research, you see, A, it's not illegal to have your windows tinted, and it was at night when he was pulled over. B, um, he had a brand new car, so he didn't have a metal tag yet, but he had his registration taped in the back of the window like you're supposed to. And C, he was not running away from the cops. They turned on their lights, and for less than one and a half minutes, he put on his hazard lights and drove to a gas station because it was well lit. So, which is what the cops tell you to do, correct?
1: To avoid any problems.
0: Yeah, so if you're not if if you're not com- comfortable with parking in a dark area and you're not sure if the cops are cops, they're doing everything they're supposed to do and they're still being attacked. So, he pulled over and he's at the gas station. And he starts to, and the cops come up. They've already got their guns unholstered and pulled on him. And he, um, he keeps asking them over and over again. He says, what have I done? What have I done? Why are you pulling me over? Which you have every right. When you're being pulled over, you have every right to ask, why are you being pulled over? You don't have to just get out of the car. You have every right to ask, what am I being pulled over for? So he they never told him, and they kept telling him, get out of the car, get out of the car. He's like, I'm not comfortable getting out of the car. He puts both of his hands out the window like he's supposed to, and he says, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm scared. And the cop says, you better be scared. So if he's like, I'm in the military, and I'm s- serving my country, and this is how I am thanked. Then he's like, that, that should tell you everything you need to know. And the cop says, if you don't get out of the car, you're going to ride the lightning. Which has a subliminal meaning for A, you're about to get tasered, and B, what they used to tell people before they stuck them to the electric chair. And so, he had both of his hands out the window like he's supposed to, and they maced him in the face. So they maced him, pepper sprayed him in the face. And you could tell that he's pissed. So they put him in handcuffs, and... They hold detain him for about 30 minutes. And then they come back to him and say, okay, you're free to go if you don't say anything about this. We won't write you a ticket if you don't say anything about this.
1: So pretty much they knew they were already fucked.
0: Yeah, they knew that they had royally screwed up. And yet, then they said, if you do talk about this, this is going to cause you issues. On the body cam. So they don't even try to hide it. Because they know that they can get away with it.
1: And so that dude has a fat lawsuit waiting on them.
0: Oh yeah. I hope he sues them for everything they own because he did it. It goes back to what you said earlier where people that say, well, he should have complied. He literally did everything he was supposed to, and it still wasn't good enough. So what argument do people have now? He had his hands out the window. He complied. He did everything Where's your excuse now? It goes back to what is the underlying issue? He was a person of color, and he was treated differently because of it. Not to be outdone, what's the next person we're going to talk about? Anthony Thompson. Another example of gaslighting. So, Anthony Thompson, he's known as the Knoxville school shooter. Did you hear about that last week, about the Knoxville High School, where the guy sh- uh, was shot um, while the shooter went into the bathroom at the school? And then the cop valiantly saved them. That was last week in the news. Anthony Thompson was the man who was shot and killed by the police because he allegedly had a gun, had a gun, and shot a cop. And then the cop shot him and killed him. He wasn't even armed. He was in the bathroom taking a. Sh- he was using the bathroom, and the cop accidentally shot himself in the hip, and then shot and killed Anthony Thompson. So he was an innocent bystander and he was shot and killed by the police. But for the whole last week, the news cut, just went on and on about he was an armed killer and the cop saved everybody. So it's once again gaslighting him. And he's made out to be this criminal when really he was just using the bathroom. And he was shot and killed by the police. And are they going to be held responsible? Or are they going to be held uh, liable for it. I hadn't seen any charges. And so like i mentioned, you know, the, that is all of this gaslighting that we've been talking about, the tent, the tag, and the eluding the police with Nazario. The fact that everybody claimed that he was, uh, that Anthony Thompson was guilty and was armed when really he didn't even shoot a cop. The cop shot himself in the hip with, um, Adam Toledo, they said, "Well, he was from the wrong part of town. What was he doing in that part of town? Where were his parents? Why was he with the twenty-one-year-old?" Like year you old? say, you're
1: just playing. What about? You yeah,
0: know? they're trying to destroy the character of the person to skew the narrative. They're trying to manipulate the narrative. So, and all it does is protect the system that is corrupt.
1: So, so when it says, "Like what is it?" Just bad apples or what?
0: You know, and this is the the main argument that it's it's um are there just bad apples in the police that's ruining the whole outlook yeah most likely but i would also say that the few good apples are being corrupted by the entire system which is bad
1: but then Okay, say you want to tear down the system. You can't completely start from scratch because it's already so much established. So the best thing to do is, wouldn't you say, rebuild, not like like, like kind of, you know what I mean, like improvise and stick in situations where or, or events or things that need to happen to, to the system already?
0: I view it a lot like we talked about with our previous episode on the infrastructure bill. Go check that out. Um, you can't keep doing Band-Aids to... Dealing with like climate change. And if we keep doing these little band aid things to the corrupt at the core policing system, we're never going to fix it. It's just little band aids. And so, you I mean, you got to think about the history of policing. The history of policing has been, it started in the 1860s mainly with slave catching, in the 1840s with slave catching. Police first started out as catching runaway slaves. Yeah, I understand that. But so. And then it expanded in the 1870s to convict leasing and talking about the police would arrest people on bogus charges to then send them to prison where they were leased out to uh, the different companies to act as slave labor because slavery was illegal. So they had to find a new way for slaves. So then that leads us to all the corrupt policing that took place with the Klan. During uh, Jim Crow, which then leads us to the corrupt uh, for prison uh, profit for prison for-profit prisons. I can't speak for-profit prisons, and the war on drugs, which leads us failed. To, war on yeah, drugs. the failed war on drugs. Yeah, so I'm just saying, time after time after time again, the system has existed to hurt. The minority community and the working class people in general. So, am I saying all cops are bad? No, but the few, the cops that are good are being overrun by the
1: corrupt system. Okay, so let me ask you this, though. So, I'm not talking about band aids and stuff like this, but wouldn't you honestly say adequate training would make, would cut down on half of these situations? Yeah. So, so people, instead of, I don't want people getting the vibe that you're just saying completely tear down everything and restart over.
0: Uh, Well, I think we need to have a complete overhaul of the policing system that will benefit the community. So if there are bad apples, like they they, get weeded out. Yeah, they are weeded out to prevent to, to not prevent systemic change from happening. Okay. So what I'm saying is uh, it makes policing better to have good police. Yes, of course it does. But, but to do that, you can't have a house that's built on crappy foundations. If you just keep repairing the house, it's still if it has a crappy foundation, it's going to keep c- falling in.
1: Yes, of course. I understand that. But you also can't train someone for three months and give them... Th- about three or four hours of co- of combat training
0: and let them go a hundred percent 100 i agree think about this in germany do you know how long a cop has to go to be trained before they are allowed to be a full-fledged cop uh-uh. four years they have to go to at least two years of college and then two years of what's called an apprenticeship where they train they're trained they go through an academy they go through a program that trains them how to be a police do you know in England they do the same thing. You have to have a 4-year degree in a policing major before you are allowed to be a police officer. Yeah. That trains you to be Do you know how many killings they've had of unarmed people, people in general in all of England since 1990? Uh uh-huh. uh. 4. 4 people have been killed by the police. But let me ask you this though, wouldn't their gun
1: laws are, are that you can't even have guns pretty much in in European countries, though, you know?
0: But that has nothing to do with policing in general.
1: But, you know what I'm saying? But, like, because some of the killings are police-induced and then some of them are, you know you know what I mean? Okay,
0: but also why does the different European countries that also have banned guns have had the lowest amount of mass shootings compared to the United States? Who has the least strict gun laws, you know? Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So all I'm saying is a better trained police force results in less killing yeah, of, of unarmed yeah. people. That, yeah, you, you can't know? argue with that, yeah. Yeah, so that's just stats, you know? So, like, I'm 100% agreeing with you. The more training you give, you know, actual inclusivity training.
1: And not just be thrown out there for, yeah. three not go to a three-month academy and 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 a couple ride-alongs and you're
0: on your own. Right. And so, you know, the purpose of the police in this country is they're meant to, To protect capital, a.k.a. money. So our criminal justice system is built to protect those with money. Like you mentioned earlier, Felicity Hoffman. Our criminal justice system is built to where she's able to get off on a 90-day prison sentence for a horrible crime that she committed. Right. And then disproportionately negatively affects those without money
1: okay i understand you see that. what i'm saying yes but would you also say that the police is meant are are meant to protect
0: businesses okay yeah, like property not just capital you know what i'm saying? capital like, is property so yeah they're built they, yeah 100 they're meant to protect capital and businesses and that's messed up we should value humans over property property can be rebuilt you can't bring back a dead human You have insurance for property. You can't bring back people. Yeah. So it's just, it blows my mind that we put the needs of the rich ahead of the needs of the working class. And it's, it just goes to the root thing. Like I said, you know, there are good cops that are in a corrupt system that is corrupt to the root and they are then being corrupted as well. And they're fighting a losing battle. There are, and I'm, i I want to make sure that's well known. I know that there are police officers that go into policing to truly try to change the system. And their voices and their power is being drawn is being droned out, drowned by the corruptness of the system.
1: Yes, exactly. So how would you like to how would you feel if, if you went into work every day being told, oh, you're a you're a pig, you're a you're a uh you're no, you're no good, you're this and that. And like nobody, why why would why would you want to serve your community that treats you like shit?
0: And that is exactly how a person of color feels. I know. Okay. Yes. So, so, but you, so that, well, what I'm saying is, we can lead. In that they can see that you know, if they see each other as humans, then that's how we make change. But to be able to do that, those in power have to see those without power as human equals, not lesser than. Yeah, well, I
1: understand that. But but I'm talking about just just mere police interactions with people. Yeah, and I agree. Normal everyday people being criticized for the career you have and being told. And that's know, just
0: it right there. Like you just said, that's a career. They chose that career. Yeah, but A person of color didn't choose to be a person of color. Yes, I, yeah. A cop can take off his vest and his badge when he goes home and live his life. But Adam Toledo, Dante Wright, George Floyd, uh, Tamir Rice, just to name a few, they couldn't take off their color. They were murdered. So when it comes down to it, we have to protect those who don't have a voice. And what that means is we have to quit passing the buck on fixing a corrupt system. And we have to get past the propaganda. Of if you say that we need to fix the system, then you're anti-police. You're anti-American. You're a bad person just to want to reform a system, you know? Like like we what we talked about um, with Christianity in general. Just because we question it or have questions doesn't make us bad, you know? So just because we want to fix a broken system that's clearly broken doesn't make us bad people. Yes, but then let me ask you this, though. Do you think
1: it's also bad for... People in power, like, say, politicians to make blanket statements about a wide variety of things involving policing. Um, Like I'm not like you said, I'm not trying to throw you off topic, but you remember how I think we discussed this a little bit before we got this sh- show on the road about uh, Rashida Talib saying, well, uh, completely abolished police or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that we wouldn't you agree that those are that's a big blanket statement that she's just using to stir up controversy?
0: I, I don't – I think what it is is meant to start a conversation.
1: That enrages people, though, whenever you say that. Well,
0: so does murdering African Americans yes, at an un- yeah, disproportionate rate. Yes, I understand So that. I don't think that we need to cater to um the people that are the ruling class, in my opinion. They're the ones who are doing it wrong. That's making them out to be the victims, first off. But – and that's where I've been torn because – I wholeheartedly think that defunding the police hundred percent. But the narrative has been stolen
1: to and where ske- if you skewed, say it, yeah.
0: yeah, it's been skewed to where if you say it, they they've gotten the meaning to be something it's totally not. So and it leads us kind of into our discussion about what reforms, if any, can happen, if you if you really think about it
1: so like 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 you said does do police actually prevent murders or what
0: and that's a big thing is it's interesting to think about like can police really prevent murders no because they react to an issue
1: yeah like say, say someone has just been shot they get the call to show up after the person's mm-hmm. already been shot right and lay in there and you know and
0: hopefully find someone that may or may not be no, killing. yeah
1: yeah or, or 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 then you have to interrogate everybody around you mm-hmm but then it all kind of goes back to the community thing because if you snitched then you're a bad person, you mm-hmm. know?
0: And so that's where I keep talking about we have to get to the root of the issue. Just like that, police, do they prevent murders? No. The Miami homicide rate, only 20% of murders in Miami are solved. So that's 80% that are never solved. So it all goes back to you've got to look at the root cause, that root cause being poverty. So why not attack the root cause instead of just hitting a bunch of branches? You solve the issue by solving the root cause, and that root cause being poverty. And that's how you fix these issues between the police and the community. The issue being poverty.
1: Okay, also, but then, like I was telling you, when it it regards to that, it's also... Frowned upon, like I was telling you, if you do go to the police or if you do go for help, why is it that it's frowned upon? Because, like, like a note as an example, I was uh reading this. uh The the mayor Woodfin and was it Ricky Smiley was there, and they were offering a five thousand reward mm-hmm. for the a uh, uh, homicide in Birmingham, right? Yeah. So why is it that nobody is? It's it seems like to me it's, it's it's like a bunch of all talk to a sense because but then when it all boils down to it nobody wants to give any information or snitch because there there's going to be consequences by gangs.
0: But also there is a mistrust in the police. Yes,
1: I understand that. Yes, yes. But so but,
0: after decades and decades and decades of being mistreated by the police, why would you then go to the police? You know.
1: Yeah, but if you want to find out why your cousin is killed, why is it you don't want to go to the police? And why why is that a bad thing to snitch?
0: And then it goes to gang retribution. And then what is the cause of gangs? Why do people join gangs? To Protection. Protection. Okay. And to make money, right? Yeah. Why? Because they live in poverty. Okay. So there's your root cause. Once again, it all goes back to poverty. If we can solve poverty, we can solve gang issues. We can solve crime issues. We can then solve the policing issues. So It all goes back to poverty. We don't have to respond to the needs of the community or the issues in the community with guns. We can respond with books, i.e. education, i.e. investing in the community. We can respond with true hope and belief.
1: So So what other reforms must happen and, and not just can, you know?
0: Yeah, they must happen is defunding the police. It, and, and right then you, there, but then people to Yeah, as right? soon as you
1: say that, you got to... I'm, I'm just going to yeah. let you know, this is a, it is a very touchy subject for some people. So as soon 100%. as you say that, you got to define exactly what goes into that.
0: And you're in love because I'm prepared to discuss it. And we've got all the time in the world. So defunding the police. So now I want you to wipe your butts and clean your pants because we're going to talk about it and what it really is. Instead of funding the police... With militarizing the police, it's called investing in the community. So taking some funds that would be going strictly to the police and allocating them or moving them somewhere else. So for instance. Tanks. Tanks, yeah. Why should the police have tanks? Why should the police have all these militarized weapons to respond to nonviolent calls? It's wasted resources that are only used a couple of times a year. Right. If at all.
1: Right. And so and, and I hate whenever they say, Oh, it's just mainly just for backup. Yeah, you, know, you know, nine times out of ten uh, you're not
0: gonna need that. Right. And then think about this. The majority of the unarmed killings that happen at the hands of the police are due to mental health crises.
1: So or poor training, yeah, hence the cop. Right,
0: poor training. But also I'm focusing in on mental health right here. Yeah, of course. Who is more well trained to respond to those calls? Social worker. A social worker you allocate resources away from the police to social workers, mental health, investing in mental health in the community. And that will take away from the cops having to respond to those calls and then focus in on the crimes that are happening. And if you have mental health workers responding to them, you don't have that chance of having someone be killed. So right there, that is what defunding the police means. It doesn't mean getting rid of the police, It means taking resources and allocating them in other areas for people that are better equipped to handle that. So another instance that is drastically underserved, but would have a huge change is schools. Schools are viewed as the number one way to combat poverty, proven. Better schools, better education, better chances. That's how you alleviate poverty. So schools are funded by property taxes. So the taxes that homes, people that own homes in the area pay. So if you live in a lower end neighborhood, then you get less funding. And wouldn't you know, it's, there's no, uh, coincidence that higher crime rates are put in schools that perform less because they're poverty stricken neighborhoods. So if we're able to invest in better schools, which means better teachers, Better facilities, better resources. The students will do better. The students then go on to either go to college, go to trade school, and have a better chance. Just be
1: able to, you mean a, just
0: a productive member of society? Yeah, they have a better chance at success, not even production, but success. Production comes along the way, 100%. So by believing in the people of the community, instead of saying that we have, to, instead of responding with guns, We respond with books, we respond with education, we respond with opportunities. That's how you fix poverty, and that's how you fix this issues between the police and the community. And there's so many other reforms too. Reducing the armed police responding to traffic tickets. Invest in cameras. Why does an armed police officer need to respond to somebody speeding? Or somebody that has an expired tag.
1: Isn't that something, like you said, a camera can take care yeah. of and and just you get emailed a ticket?
0: Yeah, you get emailed a the ticket. Then you don't have the cop being put at risk of being shot and killed. You don't have the, the people, the community being at risk of being shot and killed. That's how you build accountability. That's how you build safety. What about community oversight? Who knows your community where you live better, the cop or you?
1: The citizen, of the citizen, that, citizen of living there,
0: said city. I told my students, I said, let's say outside of your house, when you pull onto the street, there's a pothole. You hit it every single day. Boom, boom, boom. Who knows about that pothole better, you or your representative? Like in Congress, you not Tommy Tuberville, right? Not Tommy Tuberville. He'd blame it on the socialist, but where um, he'd make up another part of the government that right. doesn't exist. He'd say, well, you know, I'm going to tackle this like I tackle a football team. I'm going to tell them to do an end around and just go around it. But uh, no, you know it better. So why not? And I guarantee you that you're not the only person to hit that pothole. There's so many other people that hit that same pothole that could then you have shared experiences. So community oversight means policing the police. Communities are put in charge of their communities. They're able to hold the police departments accountable. They have a seat at the table when it comes to funding what the city council decides to fund, the police versus schools. God, that also reminds you of a union, don't it? No,
1: crazy concept, you know? And just go ahead and just have us a little uh, detour and say, let's go and give
0: a big disappointment to Amazon. I know. It was close. It was close. But it shows that... I, what I love is, you know, Jeff Bezos, says he loves his workers so much, which he claimed, you know, this last week he came out and he said, I'm going to start investing in our workers even more. Then why did you spend $26 million to put down one uh, union try in Birmingham, Alabama, if you love your workers so much? You spent $26 million in ads and God only knows what else You're trying to, to, to prevent pay them. People. Yeah, yeah. And, and in some instances, just probably just pay people off to not join the union. Yeah. They literally would do that. They offered people, they would pay for them to quit. So all that to say. That's, that's just yeah. our little side note. Yeah. Just- Ending qualified immunity in all these BS laws, like you could be pulled over for having an air freshener. That's just ways that are used. Or to, or, a,
1: or a quote unquote, your taillights out. More, yeah, more taillight other, out. other common examples.
0: Your whole tail light was out was a way back in the civil rights movement that they used to pull over African-Americans who were trying to register to vote. They would claim they had a tail light out. They would walk by. They would knock out the tail light with their baton as they're walking up to their window, and they'd be like, "You got tail light out." And then, what else would happen? You know? So these ways that have are just drenched in racialized history. If we do away with these laws, if we hold the police accountable, we have a better society overall. So, so pretty much what you're saying is just unchecked power. So it is unchecked power. And it all stems to the capitalist system. Unchecked power used to protect those in power end up hurting those without power, which is us common working class, everyday people. So, so
1: what is the connection between
0: for-profit prisons and the police? How do they connect? Okay. So think about this, a for-profit prison. It is literally built to hold prisoners. As a company, it has to make money. How does it make money? By having more prisoners. So, how do you get more prisoners? You arrest them on bullshit charges. Exactly. Like the drug, the war on drugs. The failed war on drugs. Very good. Exactly. So, with the failed war on drugs, they're able to then bring more people into prison. So, there's an incentive to make more arrests. Who makes the arrest? police. Exactly. So it's all part of this prison industrial complex. And then we have modern day slaves when they're in prison. They make 13 cents an hour to do essentially free labor. That is modern day slavery. So it all is part of this prison industrial complex. It's a circle. It makes that circle over and over and over again. And so, you know, it all comes down to it we get to the very end and I guess, I mean, like I said, it all goes back to, we can't just hope for change. We can't just keep calmly asking. Or no, you
1: can't just talk about it. Yeah, you know, like you you gotta go out and do it.
0: We have to demand change. And that is built by numbers. We have to have numbers and that's people. We have to build solidarity. That's the whole point of this whole podcast. We talk about a working class perspective because it takes a group of working class people to realize when you're getting exploited. Exactly. Exactly. And that crosses the racial barrier. We're able to stand in solidarity with people of color who are being mistreated at the hands of the police by saying, you know what? Even if you're being exploited, and you're being exploited, and so am I. We may not have the same experiences, but... Or the same walk, the same walk, but we can stand together to demand change that will benefit all of us, and that's what it comes down to. Because, and also, like you said, when it all boils down to it, why exactly do you think that
1: Bill Gates or, let's say, Jeff Bezos would want to give up their power that they already have? Like, so, and they're not going to give up their power unless something dramatic happens.
0: Exactly. So it's
1: like, what makes you think they're going to give it up just willfully?
0: Oh, well, here you okay? Right. We have to stand together. And that's what it comes down to because they can easily ignore you and me, just you and me speaking, right? But that's the whole point that we started this podcast. They may be able to ignore me and Zach or Zach and I, I mean, I'm not an English person, but um, but if four people then hear us and they agree, that's six people. And then the next week it could be 12. And then the next week it could be 30. That's how you build solidarity, we're wanting to push past these tools that are used to divide us up, like race, like income, like union versus non-union, Republican versus Democrat. That's bullcrap for what is the real issue, and that is those in power versus those not. There are more of us than those in power. And if we want change, we have to demand it.
1: Yeah. From, well, if I'm not mistaken, what was it like three or four people own the most wealth in the United States? Or yeah. what was it then that own um, 90% of the wealth compared to the bottom yeah. four or 5%?
0: Yeah. That's only four, like you yeah. said. Four people in this country own more wealth than half of the United States. Four people. There's 330 million people in the top 10% in the country own 90% of the wealth. So think about that. And that they're not going to give up their power anytime soon. No. Don't plan on it either. Exactly. And we've got to get past this whole, oh, well, we're going to protect these rich people. What have they done for you? They don't give a crap about you. How do you think they got their wealth? They exploited you. They and exploited they your you labor. Work,
1: they make you work long hours for small wages.
0: Exactly. And it's just like, and it ties back to the system, the criminal justice system. They are exploiting the working class people at our own expense
1: to fund, like you say, the, the prison private, industrial yeah, complex, the yes. prisons. And
0: yes, they make money off of us.
1: And also another thing that does just, then I got to just add this little exclamation point. The thing that irritates me is it says police are supposed to be public servants, right? But why is it that you see them camouflaged or not with their lights on or hiding behind somewhere trying to, being people's for for speeding tickets, you know,
0: like hundred percent,
1: like you said, that's the thing that just irritates me. Like you see all, you see everybody. Like why why does the police cars have to be all black or with all with tinted windows, a way or you know what I mean, like or hidden behind a you know or hidden in a driveway or where the, where they can't be seen to try and pull you up. That's not wanting to protect anyone. That's wanting to exploit and get out and pretty and pretty much just give you a ticket or you know
0: and. It all goes to this. The thing painted on the side of their door says protect and serve, right? Who are they protecting and serving? It's not the working class people. It's not the minorities. They're protecting and serving those in power. And that's what this system was created to protect. And the system is working perfectly fine, but it's up to us to stand up and demand a change to the system. And if they don't want to listen to us, we force them to listen. And that's what it comes down to. We never will make progress in this country unless we demand it. So, yeah, that's what it comes down to. We have to stand in solidarity to demand change in this country. So that's all I have to say about that. It's been laid on my heart. I would agree.